if you fucking a nigga that also like pussy and like dick, you cannot turn that man against no dick. Did, did, can anybody turn you against dick? Huh? Who? What? I ain't hear you. I didn't think so. If you can't do something right, don't do it at all. Hello? It's Tramp, bitch. Oh, my sounds nice. Check one. Take notes, maybe I could teach ya. I'm bigger, I'm faster, and I will always beat ya. Get by the bitch, these are just the facts. Time to chop a bitch down. Oh boy, you had your chance and blew it. You blew it. Stand aside and watch a real nigga do it, bitch. I know a lot of folks are uncomfortable talking about black, gay, male. Well, here's the thing, too. I mean, what do you need to take out? Do you take out the gay? Do you take out the black? Do you take out the young? Do you take out the man? Don't fuck with me, fellas! This ain't my first time. And now, the one. The only Trent Jackson. Hey, everybody. Showed up to work two days in a row. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. It is Blackout Day, Blackout Tuesday. We're spending all of our money with black owned businesses today, some of which I'm going to talk about. Also, about my high speed chase with the LAPD. You're in the mix of Trent right back after this commercial break. You're listening, listening to, to In the Mix with Trent. You, you know what? You are just really fast with these buttons these days. You want to keep your job, don't you? <laughs> Maybe not. Spoke too soon. Hi, everybody. Formerly known as Taco Tuesday. It is now Blackout Tuesday <laughs> from here on out, hopefully. Um, but it's just really interesting. Um... I moved back to Los Angeles in 2016 um, on the hills of living in a red state, the red, probably the reddest of states or one of the reddest of states. Shout out to everybody in Arizona. <laughs> um, so I moved back and it was on the hills of Trump being elected into office. Um, me having a nervous breakdown. Yeah. Well, We'll save that for like five episodes down. We can go into it now. I just have to be very strategic and careful because I can't um, I can't talk about it for legal reasons. You know, it's so funny that white people will do stuff to you and then tell you that you can't talk about it because they don't want to look bad. But bitch, a new day is coming where everything that y'all motherfuckers do is being filmed. So you're not getting away with much very longer. And it's so funny that the way that the world is working, I don't even understand why people are even keeping up shit in 2020. Like, Corona is still not going around. I hate this microphone. Like, Corona is still not going around. And, like, karma is, like, not catching bitches up. You see it every time you turn around. So, for the life of me, I'll never understand why. It's, it's so simple. Just treat people right. Just talk to them. Hey, come on. Look. If I can come off the bullshit and stop being a bitch for 15 seconds, then 
So can you. Trust me. Because I stay ready. I stay ready to attack a motherfucker. And I also stay ready to just cuss a bitch out because people are always doing crazy shit. Like, letting their girlfriends talk shit to you or getting their head about whatever. You know, I'm not saying that. I should really, I should form the habit of talking to people before I talk about them on my show. Oh, you disagree? Well, I mean, some people I have a, a lot of respect for. Like, I was on the phone with my homegirl last night, and I was like, okay, this can't stop talking to me about stuff because I don't want to, I don't, I don't even want this to inadvertently end up in the show. <laughs> then they'll call me a gossip. I don't like it. Um, but there's, um, if you're in Los Angeles, there's, um, right on the corner of Manchester and Western at that ghetto Ralph's parking lot. Oh, God. I mean, I really wish they would get some new food. I mean, I don't shop there because I don't live there in that neighborhood. So, but every, um, day they have all like, well, not all, but a, a, a good majority of the black owned food trucks in Los Angeles. So shout out to Trap Kitchen is out there. Happy Ice is out there. Um, Big Pineapple Bowl Express, Creative Eats is out there. There are a few places out there. So they're usually, um, Fridays is the day that I go. And if you see me out there, don't talk to me. Or if you do say something to me, don't, don't be all weird. Just be like, hi, I heard your show. Because all the staring and stuff y'all do, I don't know if y'all want to fuck or fight. So it's just like, pick one. Because I will do both. Stop playing with me. So, um, yeah, so I, I've gone up there a few times and I absolutely love it. But back to the original point. When I moved back to L.A. in 2016, like I started making, um, because I just hated white people at the time. I just still do kind of. But white people, y'all have to understand. For the ones that's secretly listening, y'all have to understand why people hate y'all. Look at what y'all, look at what your aunties and your uncles and them and your grandma been doing this whole time. And look at the way that y'all treat y'all black coworkers. I mean, it's not far. Like all you gotta do is really see. This is the thing: white people don't pay attention because they're so encapsulated in their whiteness and they don't have to fucking worry about anything or anybody else that they don't pay attention. That's all it is. They're stupid. And they don't give a fuck because they just white. And it's like, if you white and just living in this fucking bubble, why would you be concerned about anything? You ain't got to worry about nothing. Anyway, so I made a point to start patronizing black businesses when I moved back to L.A. in 2016. So I went out of my way to stay in a certain perimeter of town. Like I didn't, I refused to cross the 405 freeway. I refused to cross the 10 north. Um, I never went past the 110 um, going to the east because I just don't mess with east side niggas like mm -mm. they can come over here to give up the dick but i'm not going over there it's just too much stuff going on first of all my mother is from grape street okay um she paid the price go there with me she was born in the projects she paid the price they all paid the price so i wouldn't have to live in the east side like come on so i'm good on that so i stay in like a black square and i seek out black people and black businesses like the black food trucks because everybody loves to eat, right? Especially the food is good. One of my favorite um, black-owned trucks right now is the um, Happy Ice. So it's like a non-dairy, vegan, 
ice cream alternative. It's really fucking delicious, right? So they have trucks. They have one in Compton. They have one, um, the Manchester and Western. And then they have their flagship store on Melrose, which was like the epicenter um, for the when they start burning shit up, you know, in L.A. And Happy Ice was the only thing that survived because the owner, he sat out there at the front the whole time and let everybody know it's a black-owned business, right? Love it. Shout out to him. So their truck is usually there. And I went yesterday. And do you know that when I'm driving in the damn um in the lot, I'm I'm rolling in and I'm in in the Mini Cooper and a car is like coming head on towards me. And I'm so I stop. I was like, who is this? Like he can't drive. He's about to crash into me. This is a slow speed chase. And it's goddamn Don Shay. Oh my God. Yeah, I knew who it was. I was like, oh, it's you. I was getting ready to toss a brick out the window and fight. Like, what are you doing? You can't be doing that over here on Manchester and Western, like the epicenter of like all ghetto shit. And then I felt so bad because me and my mother went like a week ago. I took her for the first time and she's like, oh, this is just so ghetto. And I'm like, girl, you from the east side. What are you saying to me? Then she started talking to this man, and I didn't know who he was, so I just, like, walked off and started talking to my cousin, coming to find out it was the damn old neighbor from next door, and he's a crackhead now. You're listening, listening to, to In The Mix with Trent. So he was out there selling T-shirts, and my mom walks up to me. She's like, oh, do you want this? And I'm like, girl, what, are you, what is this that you're offering me? Like, no, I don't want that. Like, no, what is this? What is this? No. And then she was like, oh, well, he's selling it. I'm like, well, who is he? She was like, you don't remember? Charlie. And I'm like, Charlie who? Like, who? What? No, I don't know a Charlie. Girl, move. Like, come on. <laughs> so I dismiss it. So he starts talking to me, and I'm looking at him like, who the fuck are you, and why are you talking to me? You crackhead. Get away from me. I'm not trying to buy anything. You're, do you do it look like that I can even fit anything that you have in your hands? Like, stop it. I mean, I know. Come on. And then my mom was like, why, why are you acting so dismissive towards him? You don't remember him? Charlie from two doors down on the other side of John. And now look, I was like, <gasps> I felt so mortified because he is clearly a crackhead. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Remember how when we saw Whitney Houston on the Michael Jackson special, she walked out there looking like a twig? Um, and the titties were two baseballs on the stick. It looked just like that. And I was like, oh, it's him. And I was like, oh, shit. Rest in peace, Whitney Houston. I can't. I shouldn't have said that. That was horrible. And I mean, I'm a drug addict myself. Like, it's not crack, but weed is the same thing. Um, who am I to judge? Who Who am I to judge? Anyway. Just find a black business to support and just know that if you go to Manchester and Western, just be on guard because cars might come head on at you. Um, people are trolling you live in person and you'll run into a crackhead neighbor that you can't even recognize anymore. It's just, it goes way too much. Like, I couldn't even get home fast enough to roll up a blunt and try to deal with the trauma from seeing him cracked out and trying to sell me a, a Gucci t-shirt. Shout out to my boy, Dean. We haven't seen each other in years, though, for reasons known between he and I. No, 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 no. Nothing like that. Because, see, every time I say a guy's name, y'all y'all just go left. It's not even like that. Just leave me alone. 
This is what I'm saying. Y'all straight people are always just trying to make something gay. And y'all always trying to say that it's the gay people trying to make stuff gay. As long as y'all uncomfortable with the gay stuff. And y'all just want everything to be about a dick coming out. That's you. Nasty ass. Anyway, like I said, shout out to my homeboy, Dean. He has a... Has had it for a while. First of all, let me tell you about Dean. This man is like the ultimate hustler. And I think that it's something in the Detroit water because I know this other guy from Detroit. Shout out to Sean. Sean is another one. Every guy that I know from Detroit, they are like the ultimate hustlers. They have like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, fifty, eleven side hustles. And it's like, dude, how do you sleep? Like, how do you, like, when do you have time to do any, like, Teach me your ways. Like every guy from Detroit that I know, like they're all like this. It's something. Yeah. All, Cause yeah, they're all like this. Like I knew Sean like back in the, I met him back in the early 2000s, um, t- 2010s, excuse me. And this man was going to Howard. He was a waiter. He was a barber. He was doing tattoos on the side and graphic design. All while in school. So Dean is like that. He I don't know how many businesses this guy had. When I met him, he was working at this one place that shall name we don't talk about that. It never happened. And at the time, he had like um popcorn seasonings. And you know, that was his business. So he had like the cheese flavor, the garlic flavor, really good stuff, right? So now he has this business called Ride Fresh. And it's a black owned um car air freshener company listen go there right now i'm pretty sure he's having some discount you can subscribe it's monthly they send you like air fresheners i think it's like three air fresheners or something like that a month black owned it's a it's a team of it's like it's like six black guys i'll post it on my instagram so go there today ride fresh i'm gonna go to ride fresh and i'm going to get my car air freshener subscription And I urge you to go there too. Tell him I sent you. Tell him I said, how you doing? <laughs> but no. Um, so shout out to Dean, Ride Fresh. And the, the website is Ride Fresh. And it's F-R-S-H, no E, dot com. R-I-D-F-R-S-H dot com. And they're also on Instagram. So check them out. Black owned business. Since we're recycling our black dollars today and everyone is riding around in a car, right? Except for me, because, um, <laughs> what? I, I, I know on the hills of me saying, that's why I was very specific. So like earlier this year, I was involved in a high speed chase with the LAPD. So last year, well, actually, 2016, when I moved back to Los Angeles, was the start of my financial problems, right? I no, I never talk about this. I don't think I've ever been more, and I don't like to say poor because that's just such a negative connotation. But I have never been so like broke in my life to the point where accounts were overdrawn. I haven't seen a royalty in like 85 years. Well, I haven't written a book either, so what the fuck do you expect? So like literally my world financially was upside down for like three years. Um, it was it was a really tough time. 
when, when I'm able to unpack all of it, um, I'll do that. But we're going to just focus on this one specific thing because now that I'm thinking about car air fresheners and buying them from Ride Fresh, I'm like, what what car am I going to put this in? <laughs> because I don't drive my Range Rover anymore. Like, I have to do repairs because after the high-speed chase, there were a couple things wrong with it that made it inoperable to drive. So... Again, 2016 was like the start of like my financial problems and I really didn't recoup, you know, until like 2018 and then it was like a downward. It was it was really rough to kind of catch back up, right? So, late last year like was the tail end of the worst of it and swept up in this was my car. So, I bought my car, what was that 20 2016 yeah 2016 um i bought my car and bought my dream car my range rover and moved to arizona you know whatever and essentially late in 2019 i got a job working for a very high profile celebrity and somehow or another i was fired <laughs> And I can't say who because of an NDA. And right as I was getting ready to catch up on my car note and recoup, I get fired. So I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do? So I got fired from my job the day before my best friend's wedding. <laughs> and I called the finance company and said, hey, I'm trying to make a payment, you know, catch everything up. So she was like, no, you need more than what you need. I mean, more than what you have. So I was like, well, what am I going to do? She said, well, there's already a repo order on the car. Um, so just give it back. I was like, wait, what? Like, excuse me? Like, what? So I said to her, I said, I just called y'all hoes a week ago. Like, how? what the fuck? Here y'all go with this bullshit. So she was like, you need to give us back the car because we're coming to get it. And I was like, actually, I'm not giving you shit. I will give you back the fucking car when I get ready because it's my car. And first of all, bitch, how the fuck you just about to dick me out of an extra, like, thousand dollars just because you fucking feel like it like i knew it was some bullshit so i hung up the phone and i was like bitch if you want the fucking car come get the fucking car find me bitch you don't know who the fuck you talking to so i called back try to get another bitch to try to make the payment and it was the same bitch so i hung up and just was like fuck it i'm just gonna sit on the money and I'm going to fucking play a game of cat and mouse with these motherfuckers. And we're going to see who wins. So a few days go by and I get a call. You know what? Let's put this. Let's put a pin in this and let's come back to it. Hit the button. So I get a call from my homegirl in D.C. And she's like, yo, I don't know what's going on. She's like, but I just got a call from your finance company. You might want to call them. And I was like, <sighs> sure. So then I get a call from my mother like an hour later. So she's like, come over to the house. I need to talk to you. And I'm just like, I know exactly what this is about. So I get over to the house and she's like, how much do you owe in your car? Your finance company called me today. Um, why didn't you just ask for the, and she's, you know, going off and like, let me just say something. I don't know about your black mother, but I don't engage in financial deals with my black mother. Okay. Because there's always some string attached to it. 
So I was like, no, I'm good. I don't need your money. I got it. I got this squared off. I was like, this is what I have. This is how much I owe and they won't take it. So I said that to her and then she goes, yeah, she told me that she tried to pay her and they wouldn't take it. So now they just want you to pay the money and they're going to take the payment and catch everything up. I said, so you mean to tell me three days later and now she's rolling around town telling everybody my business on the phone when I tried to strike a deal with this bitch and she was like, nah. And she was like, yeah, I know. Just pay him. I sit there right in front of my mother so she can like fucking baby me and shit like like I wasn't responsible, like I wasn't handling it. She was like, yeah, I know. She told me that you tried to pay and all this stuff. So I'm like, well, fuck the both of y'all. Whose side are you on? So I tried to pay her. I tried to pay her again right in front of my mother to let everybody know I was trying to be a responsible citizen and take care of my business and some shit. You know, I was a victim of, of being a black gay man at work, not once, but twice. And motherfuckers is trying to just fuck with me financially at this point. But okay. So I tried to make the payment again. They wouldn't take the payment again. So they tried to play me and my mother. So my mother was like, no, wait a minute, bitch, hold up. And she was like, well, I can't talk about this to you because so then I'm like, see, this is a mess. So I hung up the phone because now it was drama. So I was like, if the bitch is not going to take the payment, then what I'm going to do is I know how much I owe on the car. I was originally supposed to pay the car off in February anyway. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to get this extra X amount of dollars and I'm just going to pay the fucking car off. Right. <laughs> or so I thought. They refused to take the payment. My finance company, they, they did some fucked up crazy shit. They were like, no, it's a repo order. What What's going to happen is we're ha we have to repo the car first, then you can pay it. And I was just like, what kind of ghetto shit is this, bitch? Like, who? Mind you, this is October at this point. So I was like, you know what, bitch, fuck y'all. So me being ghetto me, I was like, no, you're not about to punk me. If we're going to repo the car, then, you know, whatever. I'm driving around in that motherfucker willy-nilly like, bitch, I'm all over. I'm in Encino. I'm in Calabasas. I'm in Bel Air, bitch. Not giving a fuck. Parking on regular streets. Like, nigga, come, come get this shit. I don't give a fuck at this point, right? Because essentially, I'm just stacking money, and I'm going to pay the car off before y'all could ever come take it. So it's not a big deal. So speed up to January 2nd, the day after Nick Gordon dies. I'm already on high alert. I'm like, nigga, it's crazy right now. They done took out Nick Gordon, nigga, the, the ghost of Bobby Christina, and I came back, and it's just like, nigga. So my homegirl, or so I thought, calls me out. She's like, oh, come to breakfast this morning. Now, this bitch is broke as fuck. She ain't never got no money for breakfast. So when I walk in, something's just like, today is the fucking day. That they're coming to get your car, nigga. So just be prepared for that. Be prepared to take an Uber home because today is the day that they're coming to get your shit, nigga. Today they're calling your bluff. So something said, just, you know, sit by the window and watch your car. And out of all the places I had been, I had, like I told name, Bel Air, Cali, all over. I had been all over, all over fucking LA in this car, right? But today I was like, nope, today is the day. Today is the fucking day. Do you know that I saw the tow truck and a Prius pull up on the side of the car? And I was like, shit, boom, there it is. So I take a tip out. I walk out and I'm like, 
hey guys hey let me just get a couple of my personal things out of the car please and they were like oh sure no problem so i'm like <laughs> so i get in and i lock the doors and mind you there's a car in front of me there's a car behind me i'm blocked in and there's a curb on the side of me so i said you know god always gives you an out and when he gives you an out you had better be a smart bitch and take it right <laughs> so i stick the key in the ignition i start on the uh, start the car up i cut the wheels all the way to the right and i accelerate and bounce on the curb i drive down the sidewalk down the lip of the fucking um you know the sidewalk where the pedestrians walk right and i make a u-turn in the opposite direction <laughs> out in the street i'm on florence and fifth avenue into oncoming traffic and the chase begins so i'm like what the fuck am i doing i swear to god it wasn't me driving i was like something came over and possessed me and i'm driving like i'm in fucking grand theft auto or a fucking movie like i don't know which one it was it was both so in the heat of the moment i realized i was like fuck i don't have my cell phone or my fucking house keys or my wallet i don't have anything like what the fuck is going on right now so i drive back around and strangest thing my friend is standing outside the, the bitch that invited me to breakfast she's standing her fat ass outside her fat ball-headed ass knock-kneaded thighs rubbing ass outside with my cell phone and keys in hand and i'm like you saw what just happened she's like oh my god i can't she's like what what is going on so i make a mad dash you know around the corner and the guy in the prius pulls back up on the side of me and he's like i just called the police on you you are in violation you are you this is grand theft and i'm like grand theft girl bitch is it really grand theft did i just really steal my own car what the hell i immediately get on the phone and i call my attorney like what the fuck did i just do bitch did i just commit a crime is this reckless driving is this um in like what what is going on like i i'm not a white woman i can't get out of this I mean, I've got a little money at this point, but I can't just, you know, get out of this. I make it back home. Actually, I don't. <laughs> because at this point, I'm driving like high speed in a Range Rover up Arlington, like going 65 miles an hour. And I'm all I'm thinking about is, oh, my fucking God, like this nigga has called the police on me. What the fuck am I going to do? So... I'm like, if you just make it back home and get inside your gates, you're fine. Like, you can just run off to the bunker and hide, nigga. Like, there's no big deal. Like, you can get away. All of a sudden, I hear sirens and a fucking patrol, like a helicopter, like hovering. And I'm like, oh, my God, like the helicopter. So I open my sunroof up and there's like a helicopter and i'm like it's really a helicopter like you gotta be fucking kidding me like this is not how i'm supposed to make the news like this is not it not a high speed chase in a range rover but this is actually the reason why i bought the car because i was sitting at home one day and i saw a high speed chase on the news and the motherfucking car was driving the tires had come off and it was driving on the rims with sparks flying still going 110 miles per hour flying down the five freeway without hitting shit like it was a full set of brand new tires on the goddamn car and i said you know what when i get enough money i'm buying that motherfucking car because just in case i get into a high speed chase this is the goddamn car that you need to be in right huh. 
And boy, was I right. So when I saw the helicopter, I was like, fuck this. I lit up a blunt. I was like, if I'm going to go down like Queen Latifah and set it off, nigga, I got to be high. So the helicopter turns. And I'm like, well, where did it go? But the sirens are still coming. So I'm cutting down back streets. I'm cutting through Lamert Park. And the helicopter, like, I hide under some trees and stop for a second and the helicopter literally can't find me like it's circling off in other places like it's just darting around can't find me so i shoot out i make it down to the block i pull into my driveway and lock the gate and do you know as soon as i fucking pulled into the goddamn driveway the goddamn repo man the tow truck four squad cars and the goddamn toyota prius were right there in front of the house you're listening listening to in the mix with trent okay Excuse me, you're back in the mixture trend. Thanks for listening. So, yeah, all this stuff really happened. So, I make it back in the house, and my homegirl's like, oh, my God, did you make it home? Where are you? I'm like, I'm in the house. Like, I'll send somebody out to open the gate for you. Like, don't even worry about it. Meanwhile, I'm back, you know, in the cave on the phone with my attorney because I'm trying to figure out, like, what crimes, if any, can they try to implicate me in for possibly stealing my own car (laughs) so i calm down the cops leave the helicopter leave there's nothing that anyone can really do um and i'm just trying to figure out like at this point i'm like how did they find me and not that it was a big mystery because i knew that they were looking for me i just thought that it would have been a quicker motion than you know, from November to January. That's a long time to be just, like, lingering around in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like, just on some, on some nigga shit. And I play hardball in, in all aspects of my life. Like, I'm not a loser. Like, I play to win. And if you come at me, because I'm, here's the thing. I'm a very, very fair person. I'm a very fair person. I'm a very understanding person. I'm a very empathetic. I get it. I've been through enough stuff to know that you have to treat people right in order for good things to happen. And it's just better to treat people right than to just treat people fucked up and you don't even know who you're talking to. So... I tried to make a deal with him. I came clean about my errors. Look, some shit happened. I got behind. Here's the deal. So when you're unreasonable and a person who has already gone through a gamut of shit without going into a lot of detail, when you're being unreasonable with that type of person and they already feel like they have nothing to lose, what the fuck do you think is going to happen? Like, it is game on, match, set. So... I was like, how did you find me, number one? Because I had the thugs come over and scan my car for trackers. (laughs) So I know there's not one on there. And two, how did you find me? So after I discovered that there wasn't any trackers or scanners on my car, as I first assumed, like that's how they found me, I get a very interesting, strange call from my old neighbor across the street in Arizona. And 
He says, yeah, these people came here looking for you last week and your car. Is everything okay? How are you? I know it's been a while, you know, X, Y, Z. So I didn't go into detail, but I was like, I'm fine. I'm good. It's all going to get handled and straightened out. So, you know, my friend left. Um, I hung up the phone with my attorney. And, you know, for a couple days, I just, you know, sat and I got quiet. I was like, I'm still trying to figure out how they found me because it's like, I'm very intentional about releasing my whereabouts and what I'm doing and whom. Like, I'm very, I've always been that way. So, you can find me. You just have to know where to look. But that's the thing. You don't know where to look. Okay. And if you do know, it's like old information. So, one day, about three days after all this happened, I get a call from my friend again that was, um, that had invited me out to breakfast and she was like oh hey what's going on she's like you know how you feeling is everything i'm like yeah girl i'm fine i'm like the adrenaline's calmed down because nigga when you got helicopters chasing you you got cops chasing you you got a white man in a prius chasing you it's like all these white people chasing you niggas like nah uh -uh. i know how this goes and i know how my dna is set up and it's like not to be tricked okay so as far as i'm concerned i was fearing for my life all these fucking white people chasing me please i don't trust white people like that i don't know who you are <laughs> please so she was like oh what are you doing i was like oh i'm out at the store and then she goes really what car are you in are you in your range over what store are you at what which which one where are you located so i looked at the phone and i was like what why do you need to know where I am? I was like, yeah, I'm driving, bitch. What? <laughs> Not really putting two and two together initially. So I get back home. And mind you, the finance company, they haven't called me. They haven't said anything. As a matter of fact, I tried to call them. They didn't return my call. And I said, you know what? I said, let me try something for a second because I said, it seems as though every time I talk to you or I'm around you, you're trying to figure out where I am and what I'm doing. And I was like, hmm. I think, and I said, now, wait a minute. They called my girl in D.C. They've called my mother at this point, and the only other bitch that was on the reference on my application was you. Oh. Oh, bitch. Oh. It's oh, girl. So I tried something. Number 1, the first thing I did, I prayed. I said, "You know what, God? I said, if if this is this bitch, I said I need to sign." I was like, reveal it to me some kind of fucking way. Like, I need to know. Because if it's this bitch sitting up at the table and been all up at my house and she's a Judas and shit, child, I'm not the one that's about to get exchanged out for three gold coins, bitch. Like, that's not how I roll. No, dog. So I get in my car, the Range Rover, and I post a video of me driving the car. Do you know that 15 minutes after I posted, there's a man outside of my house yelling my name because he can't get in the yard because they're gates. 
And he's yelling. He's like, I know you were just driving. I saw your social media. Oh, bitch. So it is you. Because how else do they fucking get my social media? So I was like, wow. Is this how Marion Barry felt when that bitch in the hotel room set him up? <laughs> so, you know, I became very angry because I was like, here this bitch is, her and her fat-ass, bald-headed sister stealing wigs out the goddamn wig store. Yo, and, and I'm like, this is the same bitch who Amazon has blocked her address from getting packages because every time you get one, you say you're going to get it, and they send you another one, and you send it back for a refund. So you're a professional scammer. So, yeah, how did I miss that you would possibly fucking scam me too, bitch? But it's so funny because after all of that, I got a nice letter from my finance company. We closed out our contract. I kept my fucking car and bitch, after I cut her off, I got a whole new motherfucking contract working independently for myself, fucking editing videos and shit for this lady and her corporation. So guess what, bitch? I won and my money is good over here now. You're listening, listening to, to In The Mix with Trent. You're back in the mix with Trent. Thanks so much for listening. Oh, there's some... Wait, hold on for a second. I'm going to take a sip of this potion. There's some still left in this cup. <laughs> but all in all, excuse me, Um, I think that we go through things, certain things um, with people to see who they really are. Um, and not only that, just for the sole purpose that when we are on a trajectory to change our lives to go into a different direction... Everybody can't come in with us. And sometimes God, the universe, whoever you believe in, they will show us things about people after we consistently and habitually overlook bad things about them that we know are fucked up about them. Like I knew this bitch was a scammer. I, I knew that she was low-key a thief. And that was my bad for thinking that she wouldn't ever try to fucking set me up on some bullshit. That was my fault. But it also showed me that even when you're good nature and trusting and accepting of people, you still need to have a little bit more common sense than you do. And you shouldn't overlook everything, even, even though a person is good. Like, come on. A thief is always going to be a thief. And a thief is a liar. I mean, come on, let's connect the dots. But I also know that when you're a good person and your intentions are pure and you do the right thing by people... What I do know is you'll always be covered no matter what. Because what I went, I was literally blocked in. There was a car in front of me, a car behind me, and a car on the side of me. But what I did know is that to my right, I could make it out. And I know that in every fucked up crazy situation that I've been in, no matter what, no matter if it was a crazy microaggression at work, somebody coming for my job, no matter if it was the LAPD and a motherfucking helicopter and the repo man, I've always had a way out. And I know that it's nothing more than good karma for the way that I've treated people and because I have pure intentions. I know that. So I'm always covered. So I say to you, 
no matter what we're going through, no matter what the world looks like, you keep your fucking karma clean, you always going to be good and you don't have to worry about nothing. Because trust me, I've been down at the bottom of the fucking bottom. People have counted me out. People have said, nah, don't fuck with him. And I just told a nice story of how a motherfucking jealous bitch tried to fucking set me up to take one of the last pieces of of material things that I worked hard for to, you know, it was proof that I had actually did something. And look where I'm sitting now. I'm I'm good. I'm chilling. I'm on my own fucking station, talking the shit that I want. My car's at home. I'm good right now. So no matter what it looks like, it's you always gonna be blessed. And the funny thing is. I ended up paying less than what I was going to pay to pay off and still have my car. So when people do stuff to you, take it from a bitch that knows it's hard not to fucking respond. And it's hard not to want to go fuck somebody up. It's hard to do all those things. Sometimes you just got to sit in your room and be still smoke you a little blunt and shut the fuck up and always know and understand that no matter what it looks like you will always be covered thanks for listening if you missed any portion of this show you can always catch it on the replay at 8 p.m pacific 11 p.m eastern and don't forget to join me for the midnight meltdown tonight at 9 p.m pacific midnight eastern thanks for listening i'm bigger and I'm faster. I will always beat you.